0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. And today I am joined by the CEO of the Archery Trade Association, Matt Corman. Thanks for taking time to chat with me, man.
1: Thrilled to be here. I'm glad you had me. Appreciate it.
0: This is this is something different for me because in the past I've only I've never done anything really behind the scenes of bow hunting or archery. It's either been with the product owners themselves or the 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 people of the industry, like the the quote unquote celebrities or the the stars of the show. And, um, so this is, this is awesome getting able, you know, being able to take a step behind the the curtain per se, and talk to you a little bit about what the ATA is all about and, uh, all the things that go into this show and the, the archery industry as a whole.
1: Yeah, well, and I appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm, uh, I don't necessarily belong in your, in your <laughs> string of folks who've been on the podcast, so I'm, I'm really grateful
0: to be here. Well, I tell you what, why you fit into this podcast is because the listeners of this podcast are as passionate about bow hunting and hunting and archery as they come. Yeah. So it's just a, a, little bit of, you know, a little bit different content for them to consume, and, and I know that they're going to love it. So I know you're on a tight schedule. And I want to, uh, jump in, just jump cannonball into this, uh, this podcast. And, and first off, I want to ask you, are, do you, do you hunt at all?
1: My first day hunting was my first day on this job. Okay. So I did not grow up hunting. I grew up in, in the suburbs of Minnesota and with a family that didn't hunt. We didn't really have any close friends who hunted. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and so, yeah, I, I, that's not how I grew up. Um, but I, uh, for the last probably five six years really had a desire to start yeah and what better way, my God, how can you be surrounded by better people to learn to hunt from than in this business, in Absolutely. this industry, and especially in this job? And so, yeah, my first day hunting was, or my first day on this job was my first
0: time ever in a tree stand. Really? Yeah. So what, explain that to us. How, how did that lay out? Where were you at? What were you hunting?
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, we had, before I came on board, um, there was already a, a meeting scheduled, an all staff meeting for the ATA scheduled in uh, Buffalo County, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, all places, right, right? right So, uh can't can't imagine much better deer hunting there and uh actually uh, one of our one of our guys who does security here for all the shooting lanes when you go out and demo bows. Right. Um, is also one heck of a, a hunting mentor. And he and I started chatting when I first got in uh, to to Wisconsin that day, and, and he learned from me very quickly that I have a pretty significant fear of heights. And he got me over that <laughs> in about five minutes. And actually, I, I, uh, my first day here on Showside a couple of days ago, I, I saw Greg again, and I pulled him aside. I said, man, i got to thank you. I said, because I've now been up in a tree stand maybe – 20 25 30 times in the last year and I've never once felt uncomfortable. Uh, he got me over that so quick. He got right. me up safe. He got me he got me confident. He had me moving around making shots at height uh, and it was just it was just an amazing experience. It was it was really really great.
0: So in this in in somewhat of a short period of time compared to you know like other guys in this room and and the people that are going to be on this floor, what's your thoughts so far as somewhat of a rookie hunter so far about about not
1: somewhat yeah i'm a totally rookie hunter okay. yeah um actually this spring i got my first anything i sh- uh, with a shotgun though i i took yeah. a, i took a, a jake with a shotgun Baby steps yeah oh yeah and it was out <laughs> that was a great experience and that man that i still haven't got my first deer yet right. i haven't got my first whitetail yet but that I am so hooked. I had a you know at least a dozen sits mm-hmm. this fall. I've got uh, there's some season left around us here in the south, um, uh, near where I am in Georgia and next door in Alabama, and so I'll, I will be out again right. uh, before the season is up. And and if I can make it happen, I'm gonna make it happen. But I'm uh, uh, every day I had free. There was one day every week for about six or eight weeks where I was out in a tree stand. Love it. Awesome. I I cannot get enough of it. And it and I think the best thing for me is it didn't matter that I wasn't a lot of days I as every hunter experiences, right? right. A lot of days I saw nothing. I heard nothing, I saw nothing, and I didn't care. It was it was oh, just yeah. it was such an amazing experience being out there learning, listening, paying attention, not looking at my phone once in 4 or 5 hours. I mean, it was it was I, I'm hooked.
0: That's a good feeling. So is this something in in the period of time since you've started? hunting do you see yourself getting deeper and deeper into it or being more of a casual type hunter
1: no, no it's i think to my to my wife and daughter's dismay getting more and more into it right um and and of course i think we all any hunter doesn't matter if you're mom dad or, or son or daughter you got to balance that time yeah. uh out in the woods no matter what you're chasing with family time and i and i need to find that balance because right now would be like every i'll quit my job, and I'll just go hunt. <laughs> you know, if we all could, I, that's how that's how bitten I am on right. this. I think I think there are a lot of folks out there if they could, that's what they would do. Absolutely. Um, and so, no, I, I want to get deeper into it. um Absolutely. I, I'm I'm really focused on getting my first deer and doing that with a bow. Yeah. Uh, and before I move on to much else, but I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm I, I, how much deeper can I get? Uh, oh. You tell me, and oh. I'll go do it.
0: Oh it can get pretty, deep. I know, I know. <laughs> now your job as the CEO of the ATA, yeah. how did you tr- transition into this position? What were you, maybe talk just briefly a little bit about what you're doing before and maybe even what your role and what tasks, daily tasks you do as the CEO.
1: Yeah. So b- before it was, it was a In a lot of ways, it was a natural transition. I was in the trade show and corporate events space prior to that. Well, we're here at a trade show now. So professionally, my professional background lent a lot to this. Um, And... Uh, for the five years prior to joining the ATA, um, I had a daughter who was a, a very competitive and very accomplished compound target archer. Oh, nice. So I'd fallen in love with the target archery side and that the, really the, kind of the sense of family that builds around certainly bow hunting, yeah. but I hadn't experienced that yet. Um, but, but the target archery side is, is I mean, it's so tight knit. And, and you get to know everybody, even if you're shooting different equipment, um, doesn't matter what division you're shooting, you really do get to know everybody. Everybody's very supportive. And that's, that's really what I fell in love with. Yeah. As passionate as bow hunters are, target archers are every bit as passionate about what they yeah. do. Um, so that mix, it, it sounds so cliche to say it, but it was that mix of, of professional experience and personal passion that mm-hmm. that is really hard to find and yeah. get a paycheck at. Um, so that's what really drew me to it. And then... Boy, getting into it, um, the day-to-day really as a leader I think is different for every leader of every organization or or as a department head. If you're a manager, all those kinds of things, it really becomes what you want to make it. And and my style, if you were to ask that question to the staff who report to me, I would hope that they would say that that my job is, is to kind of clear a path for them. And yep. make sure that they have the the authority and the responsibility and the skills to do the job that we've asked them to do, right. uh, and and I think we've been able to do more and more of that over the course of the last year. We had a great foundation from which to build, mm-hmm. uh, from where the ATA came from prior to that, uh, and and I I'm, I hope that our members feel that we've built on that and that we've yep. grown their ATA to this to, to a point where we where we can become even more viable going forward. But the day to day is really uh, is really more support and encouragement and nourishment of the team um the the, there of course there are you know countless functional tasks that go along with that but primarily I, i view the job of any leader as really that support role for the team
0: yeah cool all right now kind of transitioning into the organization itself on a high level what is the ata
1: yeah the 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 simplest way I could say it is is that uh we're the trade association that represents um both manufacturers and retailers of archery equipment archery and bow hunting equipment. Um, and it's important to to call out manufacturers and retailers because we might be the only trade association in the country that represents both ends of manufacturing and retailing. That's pretty unique because a lot of times retailers and manufacturers find themselves at odds. Uh, and, and of course, in the archery and bow hunting space, those kinds of odds come up. Um, but because we're all under the same roof. Uh, it, it it's a really great conversation that often ensues after that, that allows them to get beyond whatever that bone of contention is. Um, in terms of, in terms of, it's really the simplistic way of saying who we are. In terms of where we're going now, we have decided, the organization has decided that our, our job is a whole lot more than just representing uh, manufacturers and retailers. Yeah. Uh, our, our job is is really to in, to be inspirational, to inspire growth in those sports, um, and, and and to really protect and respect uh, the, the the history that's been created from long before any of us got here. Uh, and and we're gonna we're, our goal and our mission is to do that by increasing participation in yeah. in every aspect of the sport. Right.
0: So obviously there's, there's members who are the members of the ATA and what benefit do they have from becoming members? Yep.
1: Um, I I think, um, you know, it's in a lot of other trade organizations, it's, it's pretty common to have an in a person be a member, you know, you might be a member of the NRA, um, for the ATA, the member is the company. So that, that manufacturer or that pro shop is a member of the ATA. Now they have any number of employees, but it really comes down to that that company that business that that pro shop being the member, um, they might be represented at the trade show or on the board of directors by an individual, but if that person can 't make it, somebody else can come up uh, and, and and sort of fill in for them but uh, it 's really an amazing breadth of membership because we do have the garage warriors you know uh, guys building broadheads for the first time in their in their basement or their garage all the way up to these these organizations that have a dozen brands under their umbrella and selling those we've got uh you know shields and dicks and 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 bass pro cabela's as members of those big those big stores that are really appealing to a huge population and you've also got the mom and pop shop that's on the corner yeah. that's really creating a relationship one on one with their neighborhood customers, yeah. uh, with their neighborhood bow hunters and, and shooters. So it, it and everything in between. We have attorneys who are members who yeah. represent folks in this in the archery and bow hunting space. We've got uh, any number of, of membership types that that might be surprising to somebody who's not familiar with who our folks are.
0: Absolutely. So basically, anybody or any company that loves bow hunting. And loves archery.
1: Yeah, and, and I think has a stake in the industry somehow. Right. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So as far as bow hunting, archery as an industry, how, how is the state of, almost like a state of the union address, how, yeah. how is the industry uh, bow hunting and archery? And maybe talk about the last five years and maybe even, you know, how that, what, what's trending, what it is now, and where it's going.
1: Yeah, uh, boy, there's a lot in there. Uh, it really, it. This is not me evading the question. Yeah. I, I think you, maybe you've already figured out by now that's not in my nature. Right. Uh, it really does depend on who you ask. Yeah. Um, but there are organizations, there are members out there, both retailers and manufacturers who will who will say um, that they've never had a down year. Mm-hmm. Um, their their business has increased at least a little bit yeah. every year f- for their. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years in business. Um, There are businesses out there that are really, really struggling. Um, Buying habits have changed, period. Uh, You and I don't buy the same way that we did 5 or 10 years ago. Archers and bow hunters, same thing. The the retailers don't buy in the same way that they did 5 or 10 years ago because they're following that same model. They're evolving in their buying habits the same way that consumers are evolving in their buying habits. Um, so I think we, you know, we obviously had the big boom with the, with the social explosion yeah. of, of, of archery and bow hunting in, in movies. My daughter is, was a product of that. She yeah. started bow hunting cause she read those books. Yeah. Um, and and the reality is that was I think that was unsustainable, and I've heard that from a from a lot of uh, of really highly regarded and highly respected members of the industry, who've said, yeah, you know, it was hard to keep up, and then we tried to keep up, and then all of a sudden it it tapered off after after the the buzz of the Hunger Games, for example, waned. All of a sudden things things crashed. Well then again, depends on who you ask. They, they didn't necessarily crash for a lot of folks. Um, uh, I've heard from any number of both retailers and manufacturers that, you know, they feel like now we're in a, we're in a period of, of more sustainable growth. It's much smaller growth than it was certainly four five six years ago. But uh, as a, as a business owner, that can be easier to deal with than a big boom that you're trying to catch up with. And then when it goes away, you can be in a pickle.
0: Right. So, Regardless of whether some companies are doing better or maybe struggling a bit, how, do you, how does the Archery Trade Association maybe put their two cents in or maybe tasks that they do to help build the industry?
1: Oof. again that's a that's a huge wide answer and I'm I'm already thinking back to parts of questions you've asked me yeah. that I've that I've kind of missed out on and this might be a chance to to bring some of that back in it really depends on on who we're working with and who needs the help you know there there are services for manufacturers that are really important we're doing a seminar downstairs about uh, intellectual property and, and and counterfeiting that's one of the biggest challenges facing facing manufacturers today so we we have that educational support component for those folks who need it um for retailers uh you know, some of it is as simple as a, as giving them a social platform to talk to each other and, and and talk about what challenges they're facing but we're also we're also educating them in different ways and offering them platforms to help build websites um, help help uh manage manage uh the customer interaction all that sort of stuff um, g- given given shop owners and shop employees certifications so that it's easier to 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 be credible when a new shooter comes into your, into your, uh, into your shop so that you can keep them. Uh, because if you don't have that, if you can't teach them how to shoot well, you're not going to retain them and they're not going to stay in the sport, which is so critical. So it really is a, there's this, there's this huge broad swath of what we're doing. We, we we're redesigning, uh, an archery park guide and, uh, and a range guide so that we can help um, communities, states, uh, even pro shop owners better design and develop and deliver uh, uh, ranges, shooting ranges to their communities. So uh, I could, we could probably finish out our time here together, yeah. continuing to list out member benefits and what we do for folks. It it really depends on the situation, depends yeah. on the member.
0: Long story short, a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, lot. a lot, a lot. And I think a lot more than folks know. We're the Fortunately or unfortunately, when you ask if I were to ask you, what's the ATA? What's your answer?
0: It's uh, bow shops that come. You know, it's the trade show, yeah. right? Right. So it's yeah. the bow shops that come in and buyers come in, and that's how they make a lot of their sales and yeah.
1: money. Yep. And and I and I think that's what everybody generally thinks about when they, when yeah. they think about the ATA. And there's and there's so much more there. Uh, and it's sometimes hard even when it's right in front of your face to see it yeah uh because there's there is a lot there and there's a lot that we that we do and there's a lot that we're trying to do even with in the government relations space there's a lot we're trying to do and it, and it's a lot of that happens behind the scenes
0: yeah so and you mentioned it uh briefly about how selling and buying are changing yeah. through not just this industry, but for everything. Right? Retail stores are closing, and uh, and you know I've heard that same thing happen here. Uh, and as companies, let's say uh, one one example is Ozonics, right? They they were a real take real uh, uh, retail company. Now they are direct to, to market. Do you ever see the ATA? In, like including uh, other direct-to-consumer companies to be a part of it or bring them in somehow to adapt to that new change.
1: It, I'm going to answer your question maybe in a, in a kind of a different way. It's it's really hard for us to exclude yep. members um, because then it becomes we're fortunate to have a really good legal counsel and, and first thing, every good business needs a good lawyer, (laughs) uh, fortunately or unfortunately, the reality is it's really hard to exclude folks. Um, If there's, if there's an individual who owns a business that's in the archery and bow hunting space and they want to become a member and they're, and they're behaving in a way that is, that it's, that's legally allowed for them to behave as a business, they can become a member of the ATA. Um, There are, as many folks who are of the opinion that one one class or or segment of the archery and bow hunting industry ought to be excluded there's another group who are going to loudly clamor that they should be included yes. um so you know is there uh, is there an opportunity for the ATA or would the ATA go out and and proactively and aggressively bring those folks in Right now, I don't know that there's an appetite for that specific okay we're going to carve out this niche of right. direct to consumer or we're going to carve out this niche of of online only shops those kinds of things're not the industry isn't clamoring for us to do that and i and I would say today those types of businesses aren't, aren't knocking down our door, uh, to, to come and become members. But if, if they're, if they're good members of the archery and bow hunting community and they want to be members, they're going to be members. Yeah.
0: Okay. Would, uh, would they ever be allowed to participate in a show like this then?
1: It, in theory yeah. yeah uh if if it's a if it 's a if it 's a standalone direct to consumer and and i think there's there, there there may be two questions there it's you know you 've got a direct con- to consumer manufacturer you 've also got perhaps an online only retailer yeah um, if those folks saw benefit there in 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 coming here and selling their wares um would they be here I, yeah I, I think they would um I, and they have been. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's so hard in this day and age in this country, it's very hard to exclude very narrowly exclude one individual entity or one, one very narrow type of business.
0: And the reason, the reason that I ask these questions is because the media presence alone in at this show specifically can really set off a small, let's say like a mom and pop shop or a, a small, um, uh, there, was a, there was a company last year, and they made a, uh, a trail camera accessory that you put on a pole and you screwed into a tree. And that company, since the exposure at the ATA show, has been purchased by a major company. Yep. And uh, basically because of the media attention at this show, it, it blew up. Yeah, And I think, you know, like for me, if I was a direct-to-consumer owner, I would want, I would definitely want to be a part of that just for the media coverage alone. Yeah. So, and one of the things that I want to kind of end here with is myself and all the bow hunters are, a lot of us are really into conservation, right? And making sure that not only do we take away from hunting, but we give back in some way, shape, or form. Does the ATA have any plans or are you currently or actively working with any conservation organizations?
1: Yeah. And there, and there's, um, there's a ton in there, uh, as a response to that, to that question. Um, we have and that's one of the things that I think is is less well known or maybe even least well known about the ATA is the partnerships that we've struck with folks. Um some of the obvious ones are with target archery organizations. Um less obviously we have um we've we've built and developed relationships and partnerships with <clears throat> essentially every conservation organization out there will continue to to meet with and grow those folks. Even if we, if we don't have a relationship with them today, it's important that we do. Um, but also in addition to that, um, two, two elements of our, the strategic plan that we inked, um, back in the summer with, uh, with the board was, um, the, the first was to, to, uh, create a mentoring guide. Um, you can't do that without partnership with, with conservation organizations. And so rather than build that from scratch, what we did is we found, went out and found essentially the, the, the best case scenario of mentoring have partnered now or partnering with QDMA to help grow field to fork, um, in in a degree where they've QDMA has a huge reach. Uh, and it's not like, it's not like we're walking in saying, well, we can do it better. We can't, they've built an outstanding program. What we can do is try and help amplify that. And, and, and broadcast it into other areas of the industry that they're not reaching. Gotcha. That's the point of that. And and we really feel and and agree with them. They've done such a Hank Forrester over there with the, running that program It just has done an incredible thing. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen that person. I've been in the guy on the ground watching that first time uh, bow hunter climb that tree and and make a perfect shot into a foam target with a crossbow. And the the whoops that come out. uh, from 20 (laughs) feet up out of that tree stand are amazing two days later uh, of that first class it not it wasn't the first class but that class of about 20 folks that i saw when i was out at qdma's property um, which is just like an hour and a half from my house uh, three of those 20 folks shot deer that weekend awesome Uh, and, and and i think they've converted some vegans so I mean, how how much <laughs> that's better? That's a win right there. That's I mean, a win. You, you can you can go buy factory farm meat, or you can go shoot your own. Which which would you like? I I'd, I'd prefer to shoot my own. I just haven't got there yet. And and, and really, the last thing I want to touch on is is the uh, yet another element of the strategic plan uh, is is that we're looking into should the archery trade association cr- create some sort of consumer organization. Um, that's not to say you know our our members have been pretty vocal about. Um, keeping the attendance at the show pretty tightly controlled. Today it's a business to business show and and bringing consumers into that floor would disrupt the business that gets done. Today the show is is doing business. So it's not about bringing consumers into the show, but it is about, you know, is there an opportunity for a consumer organization around archery and bow hunting? And, And I think that Really is the heart of that would become another conservation organization as long as it's not cannibalizing the work of the other conservation organizations that also where bow hunting is also at play. So we're trying to be really careful about doing that the right way if we do it. And again, that's not me saying we're going to do it. It's that we're researching to make sure that we know whether or not we should.
0: Yeah. So, kind of wrapping up here. Is there anything new and exciting that is going to come, maybe in 2019 or throughout the next couple of years, that the ATA is going to, I don't know, drop a bomb on us or anything like that.
1: Boy, I hope dropping a bomb is a bad thing, right? Uh, I, I I would say, yeah, there better be. Yeah. Uh, and that's the purpose of the of of the strategic plan. It's easy, you know, if if you're if you're not into business lingo, it's easy to hear strategic plan and go, I don't, I don't want to listen to that. It, yeah. it sounds like too much work or it sounds like, you know, corporate speak that I don't want to hear about. The reality is every every business needs to go. If you're if you're thinking long term, you need to yeah. build that out. And that's what we've done. Um, there's a lot. And, and that's not something we've hidden from anybody. Uh, it, it, we've done it pretty openly. Uh, there's a lot in there that's due this summer. Um, there's a lot in there that's due in the coming three to five years after that. So yeah, there there are big things coming, and it's not just about those elements around mentoring and and consumer organization. There's a lot in there that that will require us to take a really hard look at what the what the show looks like, uh, and and make sure that that the show remains a really attractive option for folks to come and really participate in.
0: Awesome, awesome. So next question: If you don't get it done this year. Are you going to get it done next year in the tree stand?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get it done, period. <laughs> I Can I guarantee you this year next? Nobody can. I, I mean, I've, t- I've talked to some really successful bow hunters who go a year or two without. Oh, with, yeah. and, and to be clear, I have shot two deer. We just yeah. never found them.
0: Yeah. Hey, that happens, man. Yeah. Happened. Uh, I was on the good side of shooting them and having to track them for a long time this year. Yeah, so. good. Good for you. Well, uh, I know you're a busy man. I really appreciate you... Uh, Taking time to chat with me today. If people want to find out more about what the Archery Trade Association is, where should we send them? Uh,
1: Three places I would say ArcheryTrade.org to to really learn more about what the Archery Trade Association does. Um, Bowhunting360.com, Archery360.com. Those two sites uh if you happen to listen to this podcast and you don't know where to go, you don't know where your pro shop is, mm-hmm. um you you need some some pointers on on how to start in in archery or bow hunting, those are archery360.com and bowhunting360.com are great resources for that. If you're a bow hunter and you're looking for a new recipe, hunting 360 is often often a good place for that too. Uh got got some good content there um but yeah, those three resources I think are the best ways to get into us.
0: Perfect. Well, Thank you very much for your time. I I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.